What are, do you start it? You're listening to Butter and oh, Jam. Yeah. Did you hit record yet? Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. You're listening to Butter and Jam, a show about food. By and for people who love to eat. My name's Katie. And I'm Amanda. It's our return episode, even though we already did one of those. Yes. Short hiatus. We it's were busy, great. you know? We're busy girls. We were just waiting for a topic that we were passionate enough about. That's and right. It's this. Which is nut butters. Nut butters. We've actually been talking about this for a really long time. Yes. And I'm excited to dig in. Yes. Get Let's the nut out of the shell. Dish it out. <laughs> Um, but before we before we crack that nut, <laughs> I didn't I didn't write pre-write any of these jokes. It's just they're, <laughs> they're just, just coming, coming to right me. off the top of your head. Um, did you cook from a book? I did. I went back to our dear friend Chrissy Teigen. Mm. She wrote two cookbooks. One is cravings, cravings, and then the second one is hungry for more, and. Um, she had posted on Instagram this scallops, scallop linguine with casino breadcrumbs. Yeah. And it looked so delicious. And I had scallops in my freezer. So I did it. And I kind of pulled from you where I didn't have about half the ingredients. So I swapped everything out. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> so the recipe called for scallops, linguine, sour cream, bacon, breadcrumbs, uh, chicken broth, Parmesan cheese, chives. Um, so I swapped out. Well, I made my own breadcrumbs from whatever bread I had wow. in the fridge. I know. Thank you. I was really proud of myself too. I don't think I would have done it if I had store-bought breadcrumbs, but I didn't. So I made my own. Uh, super easy, by the way. I swapped out the sour cream for ricotta cheese because that's what I had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did not have bacon, um, but I did buy this new seasoning from Trader Joe's. It's a mushroom umami seasoning. And it has do you remember what it has? You have it in your in your pantry right now. I don't remember. It's like dried mushrooms and garlic and onion. And it basically is like a replacement for, well, bacon or a lot of salt too. Is there salt in it? Mm -hmm. I was gonna say it's a replacement for salt. Yeah. Um, but it's delicious and I've basically put it in everything. So I used that and it was super tasty and I didn't like brown the scallops enough. I didn't get enough of a sear, but you know what? We move on. We learn from our mistakes and I ate a big bowl of pasta and it was awesome. Do you think it's because they had been frozen? Yes. So I also, I put it on a plate with a paper towel and I only, I basically only pat down like one side but she's very particular, like when the you heat up the pan, put the olive oil in, then you sear it on one side. And then before you flip it, you also pat down the top of the scallops. With so the paper the, towel yeah. once they're in the pan. Yes, but I did not pat it down the first time. I buy a lot of frozen fish. I've actually never had frozen scallops, but I, I have varying degrees of success mm-hmm. with frozen fish. And it, it all comes down to water level. Yes. But I have noticed if it if we thaw it the night before and then cook it 
it's a lot it's better. Way better. Yeah. It's obviously much more like it's fresh. Yeah. I don't think that I did that. So mistake number one. Um, also another mistake. I did not open my window in the kitchen and <laughs> the majority of my clothes, like my scarves and coats smelled like scallops for about 48 sure. hours. So air your kitchen out before you're cooking fish. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Do we want to mention the part where I did see you later that <laughs> night at a bar and I was like, does this bar smell like fish? That's so strange. And you said, I think it might be me. And I was like, no, but maybe it was. You. It was me. It was me because I went home and my whole apartment smelled like fish. It's just like, it's not an unpleasant smell. It's just not what you want a bar to smell like so it's much better that it was just it could also be unpleasant <laughs> it's not like I smelled like caramelized onions but so substitutes taken into consideration yes would you make it again totally I would even do the same swaps I think well. the ricotta was like a fine replacement for the the sour cream and it was creamy and nutty and crunchy and so yummy I just yeah. love Pasta with breadcrumbs on top? What? Yeah. Yeah. Great. What did you make? So I have been on a big creamy dressing kick. Mm-hmm. And mostly from restaurants where we've gotten salads that are like mind-blowingly good. Namely, the salad from Roberta's that Roberta's Pizza in Brooklyn mm-hmm. has this really delicious creamy dressing. And I found the recipe online, but I didn't make that yet. <laughs> but first things first, I made... A Caesar dressing from salt, fat, acid, heat. Wonderful. Which is amazing. Have you made it? I have not made that. So I have the cookbook, but then Samin Nasrat, uh, she also has a show on Netflix, which is awesome. Divided up into salt, fat, acid, and heat. So good. Um, I love her. Continue. <laughs> so I've made another Caesar dressing. I believe we've talked about it before. Um, but this one uses mayo instead of using eggs. egg yolks, I love which that. mayo, you know, is egg yolks. Yeah. And oil. It's like, but instead made. of having to, yeah, which was just a nice, I mean, her recipe calls for making your own, making your yeah. own mayo, but it could be a shortcut, but I, yeah, it was a shortcut. I used store-bought, but it's anchovies, mayo, garlic, lemon juice, white wine, vin, Parmesan, Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. <laughs> Worcestershire. <laughs> Yeah, it's not possible for me to say. It's um, not possible for anyone to say. It was incredible. Yes. So, and I got some romaine lettuce, which is just the best. Yeah. Or is, you know, it's now the most it appropriate. Is. It's safe to eat now, guys. Safe to eat. Yes. Yes. Um, and, yeah. Did you do, amazing. like, a dipping situation? Did you dip the leaves and then eat it? Or did you toss I it di- all I tested it with my hand. <laughs> but um, when you served it. Oh, when I served it, I thought you meant because she suggests testing dressing oh, yeah. with a leaf. Yes, I do that. Um, yeah, but I just went straight in. Um, well, so there's so much cheese. There's a cup of shred- grated Parmesan cheese, so it's really, really thick. Um, and there's no extra oil, and it. it's just the mayo, like three quarters of a cup of mm-hmm. mayo. So I pour. I kind of like chunked it over the lettuce, but I had to really use my hands to distribute it. Massage it in there. It was perfect. That sounds so good. Wouldn't change a thing. 
Those anchovies remind me that um, I made Allison Roman's lamb ragu this week. Yum. So she writes for the New York Times cooking um, section now. And pretty much I get all my recipe inspirations from Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the recipe is awesome. It has ground lamb, uh, canned tomatoes, three anchovies, garlic, onions, and that's it. Salt and pepper. Um, but just the way that you like cook it down. Is there Worcestershire sauce in there too? I think there is. I hope so because I have a bottle. I don't know what else to do with it. <laughs> um, that sounds so good. Yes. And yeah. so good on like a snowy night. Cold night. Um, let's talk Great. about nut butter. Nut butter. History. So I'm going to say when we talk about nut butter – the, the origin of nut butter, we're gonna we're talking about peanut butter. Yes, but we will expand into other nuts yes. and seeds. So peanuts were the first popularized mm-hmm. <clears throat> nut paste. I read that peanut butter dates back to Aztec times. I read that too. So Aztecs made roasted peanuts into a paste. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah, no, like 1300, <laughs> 1500s, around there. Amazing. And then in 1884, some dude in Canada, Marcellus Gilmore Edson, he patented peanut paste, um, which was the finished product from milling roasted peanuts between two heated surfaces. And then Mr. Kellogg. Mr. Kellogg (laughs) patented a process for creating peanut butter from raw peanuts Mm -hmm. in 1895, Um, which very funny to me. He marketed it as... It's like a healthy protein substitute for people with no teeth. Honestly, that's still a recommendation. I feel like elderly people who have dentures or who don't have a lot of teeth, it's a really like high fat, high protein, sure, soft food to eat. So interesting. Mm-hmm. That just made me think of that cartoon or that show, Mr. Ed, you know, like the talking <laughs> the donkey. Yeah. <laughs> and they use peanut butter to make his <gasps> mouth move. Oh my gosh. I think that's true, but it's just like an anecdote from my childhood. Yeah, I believe it. So then, so that's 1895. So then we go to 1903. We have this dude in St. Louis, Missouri, making a peanut butter making machine. Mm -hmm. So starting to mechanize it, you know, it's the industrial revolution. Mm -hmm. Everything's a machine. Yeah. And then in 1922, this chemist, Joseph Rosefield, he invented a process for making smooth peanut butter that kept the oil from separating by using partially hydrogenated oil. So 1922, we get the introduction of trans, trans fats. fats. Thank you. Um, we'll talk about that later. Also this, the new modern world where <laughs> we're introducing things to make things easy, easier in this case is just smooth peanut butter. Yes. That doesn't need a stir. How inconvenient to have to stir something. I mean, it is kind of annoying. Are you? Do you feel the same way? I have a jar of natural peanut butter, which is just peanuts mm-hmm. and salt. And it's sideways in my cabinet in a puddle of oil. <laughs> so 100%, I get it. Because whenever you're stirring it, the oil splashes up. You can't. It's a can't situation, ever get it and there's always gonna be a little crumbly bit yes, in the at bottom. The bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's not wrong. So, did you know that peanuts are not actually nuts? 
Yes, I did. They're legumes. Legumes. Um, and they're grown underground. And the United States is the third largest producer of peanuts. Georgia and Texas are the two major peanut producing states. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about Jif peanut butter. Go for it. Because that was the staple in my household. Okay. I was a Skippy family. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, well, so your Skippy started in 1932. Mm-hmm. Um, Jif comes along in 1958. And do you remember the marketing campaign, Choosy Moms Choose Jif? That does sound familiar. Started in 1966. I'm envisioning like a Mad Men type. Yes. Account exec coming up with this. Yes. Um, so then I just thought this was really interesting, this timeline of new products that they came out with, because it looks to me like the GIF food marketers are just watching Dr. Oz and making <laughs> products to reflect changing consumer demands. Like 1994, reduced fat GIF. Yeah. The Early low 90s, fat craze. low fat craze. Yeah. 2009, we get natural GIF. So, mm-hmm. like, organics are starting to yeah. be a thing, Super like natural, mm-hmm. which is made with palm oil, which is High solid. saturated fat. Yeah. High in saturated fat, but mm-hmm. it is, it acts like a hydrogenated oil mm-hmm. because it's solid at room temp. Yes. So then, this is the, I've never seen this before on shelf, but I read about it. 2011, again, right along with the Times, GIF Omega-3 with fish oil <gasps> introduced. What? How disgusting does that sound? That sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds so like it has anchovy and oh. sardine oil. What? Yeah. Um, I in feel a really like we could find other ways to consume omega-3s. <laughs> 100%. And, and um, a really negligible amount of omega-3s, but enough to legally label. label it. Yeah. And then finally... Ugh. Again, with the changing marketplace, 2013, they introduced their own almond and cashew butters. Yeah. Isn't that so funny? That is really interesting. I mean, I think it's I mean, very that's normal. food marketing, right? It's that's, food marketing. You but just, just have to, to look see, at the trends. It's funny having grown up with it in the 90s and then I recognize all of these dates. Yeah, you know, absolutely. As a consumer. Well, peanut butter, nut butter, it's like such a ubiquitous part of everyday life. I feel like growing up especially childhood peanut, yeah, yeah peanut butter and jelly sandwiches which we'll talk about but I thought I looked up some google trends and almond butter became more popular in like 2012 um are you an almond butter fan I am not an almond butter <laughs> fan I never think it has enough salt yeah <laughs> that's just how you feel about everything. That's how I though. feel about everything <laughs> but it's not I don't really like it's not my favorite thing Yeah, I wouldn't go for it first off. Um, But it takes about 540 peanuts to make a 12-ounce jar of peanut butter, which I think is crazy. And guess how many, on average, guess how many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches an American child eats before graduating from high school? Um, uh, 300. (laughs) 1,500. (laughs) (laughs) Just five times that amount. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy. Yeah. So you mentioned cashew butter. You mentioned almond butter. I was doing some research and found that acorn butter is a thing. Whoa. Have you ever heard of such a thing? No. Me neither. Never tried it. Don't think I want to. Mm. 
um, hazelnut, macadamia nut, pecan mm-hmm. butter, pistachio butter. That sounds expensive. Pistachio butter, sure. Walnut, walnut butter, yes. I've made walnut butter before. <gasps> Delicious. Mm. Mm. Um, and then you get into the seeds, which mm-hmm. I think is a gray area, but we should talk about it. Tahini, namely, right? Love tahini. What else, though? Sunflower seed butter. Oh, right. Because there's like this epidemic of nut allergies sure. that children in schools can't even bring peanuts into certain schools, so then they have to bring seed butter. Yeah. And sunflower sun butter, butter is acceptable. Yeah, sun butter. Exactly. Do you think this is just a personal palate note, but I, I find tahini and sunflower seed butter to be a little bitter. Oh, I haven't noticed Do you hear that. that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense. Like the outside of the seed. Sure. Protecting <laughs> itself. Let's talk about some childhood memories. First memory. Are you a creamy or a crunchy fan? Creamy. What kind of monster is the crunchy peanut butter? I don't hate it as an adult. I do. Oh, wait. I just remembered my exception to almond butter. Mm-hmm. I love the RX RX bar vanilla oh. almond butter. So these, so RX bars are like those, basically like the 2019 protein bars. I think they look exactly like and taste like protein bars. Yes. Not a fan of them. However, they now make nut butter packets, like squeezable, yes. I don't know, three-inch little packets. Um, <laughs> funny story, I once brought one on a plane. It's the almond vanilla almond butter. It's so delicious. But I brought it on a plane with a banana, feeling like super healthy, getting my my carbs, my, my protein, and literally dripped like all over my lap everywhere. It's a drippy it's time. It's so drippy. It's really drippy, but it's delicious. And I think for me... Again, my my palate grew up on Jif. So I think that's why I prefer peanut butter is because it's a little bit sweeter, even Mm -hmm. if it's natural peanut butter. Yeah. But this vanilla almond butter has dates in it. Yes. So it's not overly sweet, but there's a little sweetness. There's also like an egg white in it for more protein, which is silly because you're getting enough protein from the nuts. Yeah. 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 But they have different flavors and they sell them in stores. So check it out. Mm. So how would you eat it? What's your first memory? I mean, my mom packed a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like, bless her heart, she made me lunch every day. But I have to admit, I was always disappointed to find a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You mean on that day? Well, yeah. It was yeah. either like turkey and mustard. Yeah. Or <laughs> peanut PB butter and, and jelly. Totally. <laughs> well, do you think that's because you prefer a savory lunch? I think I do. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, But we also... I remember putting it on waffles and pancakes, peanut butter, with maple syrup. So good. Um, My mom also made this Chinese chicken salad with a peanut butter dressing. Oh, yeah. And so it had rice wine vinegar, soy sauce, pickled ginger, peanut butter. Um, And then she would use like iceberg lettuce, shredded poached chicken, wonton, crispy wontons. Um, and yeah, I feel like we would often eat it when they were, when they were like going out and the babysitter was taking care of Mm -hmm. us. Um, also my sister did something weird. She used to eat thin mint cookies, Girl Scout cookies with peanut butter on top. Whoa. Competing flavor profiles. (laughs) Very interesting. Yeah. What about you? So 
It was all Jeff all the time <laughs> in our household. I loved it. Um, my the, So I wrote down a lot of things because it was ever-present, and I loved all of them. Peanut butter cookies, like the standard with a fork yes. on top. Mm-hmm. The fork The lines. fork on top. The fork on top. <laughs> um, peanut butter milkshakes are a thing <gasps> that I would have a lot. So just like vanilla ice cream, Breyer's vanilla ice cream, like a big scoop of peanut butter and then just milk. Two percent. I want milk. that right now. It was amazing. Would you make it like after school? Yeah. Like or sometimes my mom would have it waiting for me Aww. when I came home, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, peanut butter and saltine cracker sandwiches. Oh, like how Delicious. they make? Don't they make those with like? Yeah, Lance. Is that what they're called? That's the brand. Are they on cheddar crackers? that a thing there yeah those exist too (laughs) totally we would make our own um god that is a very familiar flavor too the white box with like the blue yeah saltines yeah but there's premium premium yeah totally (laughs) um those are great those are good like road food yes my grandparents made those for me Mm. for sure delicious I went home a few years ago and went tubing with my mom and sister, mm-hmm. and my mom packed those, and it was amazing. <laughs> um, peanut butter sandwiches, great. And then- <laughs> Would you add jelly? I kind of think I was a straight-up peanut butter on bread. Mm. Um, if I needed a snack after school, but it was too close to dinner, <laughs> my mom would say, eat a spoonful of peanut butter. <laughs> and then finally, best- best of them all no bake cookies you know which which is like oatmeal it's oats chocolate butter sugar Wait, peanut butter you would make those like when you were a child i feel like that's such a big thing now yeah totally we made them a lot times. um cuz you melt it all together in a pan and then you just drop it onto wax mm. paper and let it come to room temp mm-hmm. everything solidifies delicious wait didn't your dad also make puppy chow no. He made party mix savory. Did that have peanut butter in it? No. Savory. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> did you ever eat ants on a log? No. I did. Love it. That didn't really appeal to me. Like a celery with peanut butter is like a weird thing to me. I feel like I ate a lot of celery when um, when I was seeing a dietitian and being put on diets. Yeah. And they're like, it's negative calories. It takes more calories to uh, chew it than it does to eat it. But... So I sad. still enjoy it, even though that's a sad memory. I do. I love celery. I really love it in, like, chicken salad. Yes. Or any kind of Chinese kind yes. of spicy, vinegary, yeah. raw. Szechuan mm. situation. Yeah. Delicious. Yum. The lab. So just let's just talk about a quick note on um, hydrogenated oils. Yeah. So... It used to be that they were made with partially yes. hydrogenated oils. Well, let's talk about hydrogenation. Right. So you have a fatty acid. It's a bunch of carbons linked together. And you usually have some double bonds and some single bonds. And partial hydrogenation reduces most, but not all, of these carbon-carbon double bonds. So the more single bonds that you have, the more straight it's going to be. And it's going to be solid at room temperature. So think of butter, think of margarine, even like coconut Coconut oil, oil. but then something like olive oil, vegetable oils, those will have more double bonds and they're going to be liquid at room temperature. 
So um, the less double bonds you have, the more solid it's going to be. And then trans fats, which you're talking about, will result from this partial hydrogenation. Um, and they have been implicated um, to cause heart disease in some studies. So much so that in 2015, the FDA determined that partially hydrogenated oils are no longer generally recognized as safe. Yes. And so manufacturers have been removing them from products. So mm -hmm. now peanut butters that add them, you'll find fully hydrogenated vegetable yeah. oil. Yeah. Um, and interesterified fats. Um, which, again, is just added to create this, like, spreadable, even consistency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To avoid separation, mm -hmm. shelf stability. Here's my thing. Mm -hmm. You don't need them. It is more convenient to, like, not have to stir. Yeah. But nuts are inherently so oily. Yeah. That all you need is a nut to make nut butter. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think convenience is a huge part of why America? people buy foods. <laughs> America. For sure. Um, but, yeah, always take a look at the label and see what you're comfortable eating. Um, I don't think that you'll see a lot of trans fats, but um, just know that like palm oil and coconut oil, those still have saturated fats in them, um, though they aren't as detrimental as trans fats. Yeah, totally. Um, and also often those like GIF type brands are made with soy oil or mm -hmm. canola oil. Mm -hmm. um, so... You don't need them or yeah. you can have them if you like them. Also, typically in those, those kind of brands also add a lot of sugar. Yeah. Which is palate depending. You may or may not want. Yeah. You My thing is things. like, you're not eating a ton of peanut butter at a time. So if you got some that has some sugar in it, if you got some that has more fat, like don't beat yourself up about it. Just eat whatever you enjoy. There's really only so much peanut butter you can eat at one time yeah. before it's like, ah. Totally. So eat what makes you happy. So. Um, but nut and seed butters, they do have a high content of protein and fiber and essential fatty acids, which we can't make in our body. So I think it's a great source of all of those things. Um, yeah. And, you know, eat it if you like it. Totally. Make it yourself. Let's talk about making nut butter. Okay. So I've done it before. Gosh. Um, I don't often do it. You know, a thing about maybe another thing that's interesting just about the GIF versus natural peanut butter. Mm -hmm. And by natural here, I just mean like nuts and maybe salt. Mm -hmm. um, is that it's there's also a pretty big cost difference. Um, so also like the vegetable oils and any other additives are just fillers that lower the price. Yeah. So just another thing to keep in mind. Yeah, like it depends where you're buying it. Are you able to afford totally. fresh nut butter from Whole Foods? Great, go for it. But if you're in different parts of the country where that's not accessible, get whatever peanut butter makes you happy. You do you. Yeah. Or you can make it yourself. <laughs> so... There is just the simplest way is to 
put nuts, it's, I think, from a taste perspective, you'd mm-hmm. want to roast them a little bit mm-hmm. just to deepen the flavor. Yeah. Um, and then put in a food processor for 10 to 12 minutes until creamy. Yeah. And that's it. And but- then you can add in any salt or... Mm-hmm. Other things Sugar, like honey, chia seeds, maple syrup. Yeah, you want it to be a little textured. Yeah, sure. Roasting nuts and seeds, by the way, always a good idea. Always Whenever a good idea. Whenever you're using them in recipes, it really does make a difference. It brings out, it warms it up, it wakes really it up. Does. <laughs> I've burned a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a sacrifice that's worth making. Yeah, um, yeah. I speaking of those no bake cookies, I have made a banana, peanut butter, um, oat sort of, yeah, I think I bake those though. So you just mix, um, like a couple bananas, like a half a cup of peanut butter and some oats, mix it up, maybe a little bit of maple syrup or agave, um, bake it in the oven. And then you have these like yummy breakfast bites that are super quick. Delicious. I just love bananas and peanut butter. It's so good. I know. Yeah. I have a few other things that I enjoy making. (laughs) One is just a snack I liked. Actually, this is kind of my take on a non-cooked, no-baked cookies, which, again, those are not baked, but you do have to heat everything up. Mm -hmm. But I really like coconut butter. So I would say that is a nut butter because (gasps) coconuts are tree nuts. My God, I have been eating a lot of coconut butter lately. Yeah. Thanks to our friend Katie. Yes, Cat Cat Beauty. Yeah, so we have we each have some of this like very luxurious coconut yes. butter. So sometimes I will mix a little bit of that with oats, cacao, maple, mm-hmm. a little peanut butter, and a little salt, and then just eat that like a snack. That sounds so good. <laughs> it's really good. It's really filling. Yeah. Really satisfying. I've actually been putting that coconut butter in my morning coffee. Oh. And it tastes so tropical and Yum. creamy and delicious. So coconut butter is coconut oil and coconut meat blended yeah. together. So it's it's not um, see-through. Right. It is opaque. Textured. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's textured. It's, I mean, I don't know how your jar is, but mine is almost a little separated oil and oh. meaty. Mine is, it kind of um, has like, a, it kind of looks like coconut oil, to be honest, when it's cold. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I've also used it in granola, so I just melted mm-hmm. it down with some maple syrup um, and used that instead of olive oil, mm-hmm. and that was really tasty. Yeah. And I think just talking about, like, saturated fats and, you know, bullet coffee and all these trends that are happening, um, my thing is, like, as long as you're not obsessing over one food item and thinking that it's, you know, either the devil or it's going to save all of your health issues, like – incorporate it into your diet if you like it eat it but these people are like obsessed with coconut oil and putting it mm-hmm. in every meal um to me I think that like you could be missing out on some other nutrients if you're focusing on one item like that sure so eat yeah. what you want but like don't sure. obsess over one superfood <laughs> so another seedy thing tahini that I use a lot um, I've been putting it also in my granola a mm, lot. So I'll do, yes. I'll replace some of the olive oil with tahini and do maple syrup with that. Um, I also, there's a recipe from Bon Appetit I really like that's these pistachio cacao bliss balls. Mm. <laughs> it's a terrible <laughs> name, but it's like a truffle basically um, with dates and some maple syrup and 
those are really, really good. Um, I mean, you can do anything with any kind of butters. Yeah, it's such a good binder. Uh, delicious. And it adds some great nutrition. Wait, what's that um, coconut butter toast thing? Kaya toast. So this is a coconut butter that I've only seen at Asian markets. Um, but it's almost like... It's almost like a custard texture. Um, so if you see it, I actually bought it once, but it expired before I actually used it. Um, but it's this dish from Malaysia, and it's like white toast, this creamy coconut butter, um, a fried egg, and like a really rich reduced soy sauce drizzled on top. And it's so good. I had it at this restaurant in LA that Susan Feniger used to own. Um, and yeah, if you ever see it on a menu, order it because it's delicious. Sounds amazing. Yeah. I love that you remember that. <laughs> well, I just is so intriguing. I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah. Can't wait to try. Yes. So I think that's it. Yeah. So many options. We don't have any eat it eat it away from your home, except that's what you just kind of mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> and then also at Ovenly. Ovenly in New York City, they have a really amazing peanut butter cookie. Yes. It looks like a little half of an ice cream scoop. Yes. It's I think very, it's gluten-free, too. It is gluten-free, yeah. yeah. Um, still good, though. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> There's no flour substitute. It just doesn't have any flour in it. Yeah. It's um, just super dense. Yeah, mm. really. It's like fudgy almost. Oh, I used to eat so much peanut butter fudge too growing up. What? Mm. Is from that? the farmer's market. Oh. Yeah, I think that's it. Nut Great. butters. I'm a lifelong fan. Yeah, you know, start them young and we'll eat them for the rest of our lives. Delicious. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Butter and Jam. Subscribe on iTunes and visit our website, butterandjampodcast.com, for recipes and restaurant recommendations.